This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Reverend Ronald Bell. I am the director of membership at the Good Hope Church. Uh, this morning, we want to thank all of you for the privilege of your time. And we are committed to loving God, loving all people, and changing the world for Jesus Christ. We are committed to informing your head, inspiring your heart, and encouraging your spirit to help you become all that God wants you to be. We're going through some difficult times here in America, some challenging times, global grief. We have fires in California. We have tornadoes all over the country. We have hurricanes in Louisiana and in Texas. This time of the year, this time in 2020 has been a rough time. And so you are joining us so that we can worship God together this morning and be reminded that God is still on the throne. Uh, you're not here to make us a big church. We're here to help you become a big Christian. And we are honored you're giving us the opportunity this morning to encourage you and inspire you to be all that God wants you to be. If you're streaming this morning, please invite your family, your friends, your, your buddies, all of them to come and join us, like and share with them, and let them know that there has never been a better time for hope. Our scripture this morning is in Psalm 1. Let me read it for you. It is the New American Standard Version, and the Word of God reads, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He would be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. Let us pray. God, we come now to thank you for another Lord's Day. Thank you that you have brought us through August, and now we are facing September, Lord, and you're still taking care of us. So we thank you today, and we praise you, and we lift up your holy and your righteous name. And Lord, we thank you that you have allowed us to meditate on your word. We thank you that your word has spoken to us day and night. And so, Lord, we lift up this day to you, and we praise your holy and your righteous name. And for anyone of the sound of my voice, Lord, I ask that you bless them in a mighty, mighty way. And bless our time this morning in your word and, your, and our time in mo this morning in praise and in worship. Thank you for being a mighty good God. We love you and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I want to uh, take a little moment now to wish all of the grandparents out there happy Grandparents Day. Grandma, Grandpa, Big Mama, Mudia, Meemaw, Paw Paw, GG, G Paul, Mimi, and Poppy. I hope I got all of them, but I know all those kind of names are out there, and we just want to wish you a, a very happy Grandparents' Day, even in the midst of all that's going on. And in addition to that, we want to recognize our seniors here at the Good Hope Church. We have been recognizing them through the month of August, and we want to continue it through September. We have several that have been faithful to our church. Uh, they are ones that we can count on to come through when we really need them. And then they have been earnest in all of their help. And I want to mention just a few. Sister Ida Tyson, uh, who uh, loves to cook 
and loves to use her gift of helps. Uh, Brother Paul and Pat McCann, God bless you for their long-time service here at the church. Brother Herman Waddy, who's been a member for a long time. Sister Sadie Strayhorn, we praise God for you and your spirit. Brother David Henry, who's been very active in our small group ministry. And Sister Algerine Cash. Uh, we, got, we thank God for you, and we thank God for all that you've done here for the Good Hope Church. And we praise God for you. And have a happy Grandparents' Day. Now let us continue in praise and worship as we now hear from the praise team. Amen. How many of you all believe that what God says about you is true, that you're everything that he declares you to be? All things are possible if you believe it today. So come on, let's sing together, everybody. Everybody shout with me, yeah. Yes, Lord, I believe. Everybody shout with me, say. Yes, Lord, I agree. Shout it out if you agree, yes. Yes, Lord, All I agree. All things are possible. All things are possible. Yeah. All things. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things. Sing it again, say. Everybody shout with me, yes. Yes, Lord, I believe. Everybody shout with me. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Let's go, y'all. I concur. I agree. I believe what God says about me. I concur. I believe. All things are possible. Say. All things are possible. All things are possible. Let's do that again, y'all. I concur. Possible. Come on, if you agree, possible. say this. God cannot fail. He can not fail. Oh, God. He can not fail. God cannot fail. Hallelujah. How many of you all agree with what God says about your life? He declares that you're the head and not the tail, not above and not beneath. Come on, say this. I agree. I agree. I agree. Real easy. Y'all sing that with us. Say, I agree. I agree. I agree. Sing it again. Get again, say I agree. I agree. I agree. Can we put some harmony on it, y'all? Come on, come on. Say I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, he cannot fail.
says about me, I agree, I agree. he cannot fail. God, we thank you that you cannot fail. There is nobody like you, Jesus. Search all over the powers that are here. None like God. Nobody like Jesus. Heals the sick, raises the dead. Nobody like Jesus. Oh, Lord, our Lord, our is your name your name is strength your name is power a strong tower makes me safe oh lord our lord how excellent is your
couldn't serve a God like this. Oh, yeah. 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 Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Yeah. Heal, provider, sustainer. Who wouldn't serve? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? You're perfect in all of your ways, God. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Even the winds and the waves, they obey. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? We love you, we love you, we love you, we call you Savior. 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 Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Heal the sick and raise the dead. this morning is found in the Old Testament, Psalm 124, and let me read it for your hearing. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, 
If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The grass withers and the flower fades thereof, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this time to come and to hear from you. We thank you for the psalm writer David, Lord, that reminds us afresh that you're on our side. Lord, we want to hear from you. We know there's a word from you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the blessings of your word, Lord. And now we come ready to hear from you. Open our hearts and our minds. And then, Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The famous Nobel Prize poet Rudyard Kipling penned his famous poem titled If. The poem inspires personal growth and promises that the virtues prescribed will produce manhood. Let me read a few stanzas. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can, trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can, meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. While these are good virtues in Kipling's eyes, everything depended on how a man handles if. It is a poem about self-reliance. In this life journey, if can be the difference between triumph and disaster. Come with me this morning as we look into this text and see what God is telling us and what he has to say about life's journeys and the ifs of life's journeys. So while you pray with me, I want to talk about if it had not been. If it had not been. This Psalm 124 is a part of 15 Psalms that's considered the pilgrim songs. Uh, it was songs that were sung by Israel as they marched up to Jerusalem. Uh, that's one of the reasons that you heard that old song, We're Marching to Zion, beautiful beautiful Zion. They used these songs to lift up their spirits. They sung them uh, during the time of festivals, and they sung them to encourage themselves and to help them to remember that God had redeemed them out of slavery 
in Egypt. It helped them to renew their commitment to God. It helped them to remind themselves of their covenant with God. They used it as a time of worship and as a time of remembrance, a time of fellowship. It was always a festive time of joy. And so while they tracked up to Jerusalem, they would sing these songs. On their way to the church, they would sing these songs. You, you know how that is when you're driving your car. There's some songs you need to hear before you get to the church house. You know how it is when you just need to hear some songs from the Lord and about the Lord. You're going to turn on the radio and you're going to hear them. And if not, you probably already got them downloaded and you're going to play that song that just makes the difference for you. Well, Israel did the same thing. They, they had these songs that would lift their spirits, these songs that would give them encouragement. And every now and then. I can't speak for you, but for me, I need a song to lift my spirit, to remind me afresh that our God is awesome. He can move mountains. He can keep you in the valley. Then I need to be reminded that, Lord, I need you to guide me every minute, every hour of the day. And then after a while, I need to be reminded that great is thy faithfulness. So all of these songs lift up your spirit and remind you of who God is and what he's done. And, and here in, in the Psalms, in, in one of those 15 Psalms, is Psalm 122, and it begins with, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And, and that was one of those Psalms that lift up their spirits and gave them encouragement. And when you see this Psalm, 124, it has a different rhythm than the other ones. It's that call and response psalms. David says, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, he says, that Israel say. And then Israel would respond. And, and that reminds me afresh of the old 100s that the deacons would sing. And one would lead out with, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. And then another one might lead off with, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. And then we had one deacon here that used to love to sing, guide me over thy great Jehovah. Pilgrim through this barren land, and then we would just come right behind that and sing it and respond to that old deacon lining out that song. And, and those were the songs that lifted up our spirits, and those were the songs that prepared us for worship, and they reminded us of who God is, and they reminded us of what God has done. Israel sings these songs in the backdrop of a world that hated them and still does to this day. Uh, they sing it in, a, in the backdrop of a, of a world that had, had only bad things for them. So Israel, as they trekked up to Jerusalem, they couldn't wait to get inside the gates. They couldn't wait to get inside to worship Elohim, Yahweh. And when we look at Psalm 124, this composition begins by David pondering what Dr. Steve Lawson says is a hypothetical, provocative statement. And that statement is, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, if is a conjunction, it has the power to join or introduce sentences, phrases, or an idea. David here in this text, in this psalm, introduces an idea about life with God and life without God. What if God had not been with us? What if God had not kept his promise to always be there? David composes this psalm out of his experience of living in a world of hate 
and antagonism. Antagonism. David writes this poem dealing with life's ups and downs, ins and outs, the good seasons of life, the bad seasons of life. In the midst of his life journey, he writes the Psalms to remind himself what it would be like without God. And though he writes this Psalm, he reminds Israel to understand what it means to live without God. And here in these troubled times that we've gone through here just in 2020, uh, all of us, every child of God, uh, needs to understand that we didn't get this far without God. God has been on our side. And in, and in, 19, in 2019, we had no idea what 2020 was going to deliver. And here we are, nine months into the year, and life has turned upside down. But yet, God is still with us. And so the first thing I want to point out here in this text is that we need to recognize God is always present. It says, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. The swollen waters would have gone over our soul. David repeats this statement, if we faced our enemies without God, if we faced calamities without God, then we would have been overwhelmed. We would have been taken over. Life would have gotten the best of us. I don't know about you, but uh, this, this virus, if you stay in the house too long, it can seem like life can get the best of you. When things have changed, where you had life one way and now it's no longer that way, it can seem like it can get the best of you. And David reminds Israel that in the midst of all of that, just think about it, if the Lord hadn't been with you, what would have happened? What would have happened to you? And David says you'd have been overwhelmed, you'd have been swallowed up. Uh, he uses an imagery of streaming, and streaming is a heavy downpour. It's a turbulent, it's a swift flow. It's like you get into a, a river, and the river is just moving too fast, and you can't control it, and everything gets out of control. I don't know about you, but it looks like COVID came through here, and it just messed stuff up. And here we are in 2020, and, and, and for every blood-bought child of God, today you ought to know that the Lord has been with you. You ought to know that because you're here, you can hear me talk, that the Lord has been with you. And because he's been with you, he reminds us of his presence. He reminds us of who he is. And, and because of who God is, we don't have to get stuck into trying to fix things. You know, we have that fix-it mentality. We have that, that idea that, that we can fix things. And because God is with us, we don't have to have that idea. And, and, and especially now, we, we try to fix things, and we can't fix it. And what can I do? What am I going to do? And, and we can't do anything because life has flipped the switch on us. And David says, when you look at this psalm and you look at what, what can happen to you without God, but then also what can happen to you with God. And David understood this in his life. 
He dealt with torment. He dealt with people trying to kill him. And every time he faced it, he, he would holler out, God, hear me. Listen to me. Save me. David knew even in spite of all the trouble, he could not exhaust God's presence. Psalms 139 says, where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Yes, God is present with you. Even in the midst of all of this, he is present with you. For the people of faith, we know that God is with us, and he reminds us that he's always by our side. The late Dr. Caesar Clark uh, shared a story about what he valued as God's presence. And uh, he said he heard a, uh, at a revival, he heard a, a deacon prayed for God to save them from hurt, harm, and danger. And, and uh, Dr. Clark said he wondered about that. As a Christian, why would he want to be saved from hurt, harm, and danger? Because uh, Christianity deals with hurt, harm, and danger. And then if you don't have any hurt, harm, and danger that you have to deal with as a believer, what value do you have for the kingdom? And so Dr. Clark was thinking through that, and, and he concluded that he is living a life of Christianity, and he didn't want God to save him from hurt. He wanted God to be with him in the hurt because he understood the presence of God no matter the hurt, the harm, or the situation, it will make the difference. And so as you and I still work through all of the things that's going on this in this life, in this land, in this nation, with lying coming from the White House and shenanigans and all, around, all across the country, we can be reminded that God's presence will help us on this journey. The second thing here in this text tells us that we need to recognize God's power in our lives. Uh, the psalmist here looks at the consequences of life without God, and then he pivots to what happens to life with God. In verse 6, he says, Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Uh, first thing is telling us that God's power will protect us in verse 6. He says, who has not given us prey to their teeth. Uh, Nehemiah helps us to see that. In Nehemiah 4 and 20, he says, when you hear that the blast of the trumpet rush to whatever it is, wherever it is sounding, then our God will fight for us. Nehemiah was trying to rebuild the wall, and, and in rebuilding the wall, the enemy was attacking left and right. And Nehemiah reminded the people of Israel, just listen for God. Wherever that sound is, yes, when you'll know that God's power is protecting us. And that's the same thing for you and I. We need to be reminded that God is always protecting us. He will fight for us. He, he will make sure that we are not overtaken. 
And, and, and when David uses this terminology, he uses words like the beast. And in, in the biblical days, a wild beast was taken seriously because they, they came to kill. And what's interesting is that there are 12 words in the Hebrew language for lions. In other words, they don't play. they serious business. And so he uses this analogy, this imagery to help the people of Israel understand that God will protect us no matter how vicious life can be. Yes, many of us have experienced the viciousness of life, and God has protected us through all of that. David reminds us that life with God tells us he will protect us. Life with God tells us victory is ours. Life with God assures us what if is a non-factor because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. His power will deliver you in verse 7. It says, blessed be the Lord who has not given us prey to their teeth, our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Uh, he uses bless the Lord, a praise to remind Israel that God delivers them. And not only does he protect, but he delivers us with certainty. He delivers us with absoluteness. And when you see the text, he says he snatched from the snare. The snare is broken. We have escaped. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a, stuck between a rock and a hard place? And the only thing you could do is to cry out, Lord, help me. Jesus, help me. Nothing else you could do but just call on the Lord. And when you call on the Lord, he will hear your humble cry. And then and, and, and David uses this, this imagery of a snare being broken and an escape. It's, it's almost like, like it's, it's, it, it takes it as quickly as it can. And, 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 he, and he snares it and he breaks it real quick. Even in the midst of all of the trouble, David gives his image that God can stop it just like that. He can break up your trouble. He can change your route around. He, 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 can, he, can, he can do that and then you and I need to remind ourselves that God's power will protect us God's power will deliver us. And, you know, he was doing that to remind them that we got some good history with God. Whatever is going on now, every believer of God has some good history with God. God's been blessing us down through the years. God has helped us. That's a fact. God is helping us. That's a fact. And we're sure that he's going to help us in the future because we got some good history with it. Down through the years, from generation to generation, he's been God. He's been a mighty good God. And so we know that God is going to protect us and deliver us. I had an experience as a young teenager of seeing how God quickly protects and how quickly God delivers you. Uh, as a young teenager in my neighborhood, uh, we had a um, neighborhood thug, if you will, who, has, who had started threatening my family. And he was visiting our house many, many times, threatening us. And it was causing a lot of pain and suffering for us. And then one day, the cops showed up. We didn't see him again. We didn't hear from him again. God, just like that, 
delivered us from that turmoil and delivered us from all of that. And, and that reminded me afresh. I couldn't fix it, but the only one that could fix it was God by himself. And when he fixed it, it was fixed. And I ain't have nothing to worry about. Mama didn't have to worry about anything. None of us had to worry. All we had to do was just go on about our lives. God showed us in a very real way that he is a God that will protect and a God that will deliver. And now because we know that God is always present with us, we know that God has the power to protect us and the power to deliver us, then we need to respond to God with praise. And that's the third thing I want you to understand is that you need to respond to God with praise for all that he has done. David here in verse 6 says, Blessed be the Lord. Then he says, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. He ends this psalms with a hallelujah. He ends this psalm with a blessing to the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord, recognizing the difference of life without God and life with God. David praises God. He blesses his name. He, he gives him all of the praise because this psalm is considered a declarative psalm. It's one where you're going to praise God, and, and David praises God because of what he has done. David says that because I got good history with you, I'm going to praise your name. Because of I know what you can do for me, I'm going to do what they said in Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I got good history with God. I don't know about you, but I got good history with him. And I know that he's a God that can take care of me. He's a God that has taken care of me. He's a God that's going to get me through. I'm not going to forget his benefits. And David says that because of what God can do, I'm going to praise him. Because I know that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be, but I know now that he's been on my side. I know now that he has protected me. I know now that he has delivered me. Yes, my God, Elohim. And, and, and when you think about all God has done for you, even in the midst of this pandemic, even in the midst of life being flipped upside down, you can still say you got good history with God. You can still say God has been mighty, mighty good to you. And, and what I want you to get today that if, just like David is saying that if don't rely on you, it means that God is in control. God's got this. God's got your problem. God's got your issue. God has it. And because he has it, it's in his hands. And because it's in his hands, you and I don't have to worry about it. God is going to take care of it. And then if we, don't, if we don't praise him because of what he has done, Jesus said that the rocks will cry out, and I don't know about you, but I don't want a rock to tell my story. I don't want a rock to tell that God took care of me when I couldn't take care of myself. I don't want a rock to say, no, no, God, God didn't do that. No, I got to speak for myself. And I know that anybody that's hearing me right now, they don't need a rock to tell their story. They know when they didn't have a dime, God came through. They know when they didn't have any food for their children, God came through. They know when they were about to be put out of their house, God came through. They know that when they went on their sick bed, God 
came through. They know when they needed a job, God came through. You got good history with God. And because you got good history with him, you ought to praise his holy name. You ought to give him all the praise that he deserves. And, and when you praise him, when you give him all the praise that he deserves, you remind yourself that God is a good God. He's a God that is worthy of our praise. I'll leave you with this last thought. A grandmother at a college graduation I was sitting there, and they were told by the president of the college that as the graduates come up, that they parents and family needed to be quiet. Uh, we needed to be, they needed to be dignified. And so grandmother sat there for all the other children to go through. But when they called her grandbaby, there was a mumbling in the back of the room. And the mumbling went something like, nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. And grandma started walking down the aisle as grandbaby got up there. And she picked up a tone, nobody but Jesus. And she picked it up a little more and nobody but Jesus. And then the president of the college went out to talk to her and, and try to get her to calm down and find out what was going on. And, and grandma told him the story. Uh, Grandma said, well, when my baby came here, uh, she was with me because her mom and daddy died. So I had to take care of her, and we didn't have any money for her to come to school. But when she came to school, the scholarship team said, look here, we're going to take care of the first semester, and then we'll just see what happens after that. Well, four years later, baby girl had gotten to the graduation, and now it was time to walk across the, 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 the walk and get to her graduate degree. And Grandma said that was enough. She knew there was nobody but Jesus. And so she kept walking up there and she said, nobody but Jesus. You can't tell me it was me. No, it was nobody but Jesus. And that's the message I have for you today, that all that we're going through in this country, all that might be going on with you, you can say, if it had not been for the Lord, on our side, where will we be? Well, God has taken care of us. We know where we would be in his safe, loving arms. Thank you, God, for being a mighty good God. Thank you, God, for being the one that has talked to us and tell us that we are his own. Thank you, God, that you loved us in the middle of all of the strife. You loved us in the middle of all of the lies that we've been getting from the nation. Thank you, God. And remind us afresh that you're on our side. Remind us afresh that you got all power in your hand. And you are worthy of our praise. Oh, we bless your name today. In the matchless name of Jesus, we, press, we bless your name right now. Thank God and amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. God, we thank you for that word. We thank you for reminding us that you are God. Thank you for reminding us that you're on our side. Thank you for reminding us that you have all power. And we praise and bless your name. Now, Lord, I, I pray right now that there's someone who needs to come to a relationship with you. So right now, if you're listening to me and you don't have saving 
relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to pray with me this prayer of salvation right where you are. If you're in the room by yourself, that's fine. If you're in the kitchen, that's fine, wherever you may be. Not to be with anybody if you are wonderful. Because when you accept Christ, that's a personal decision. And so I want you to pray this prayer of salvation with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and life. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you now for saving me. Amen. If you prayed this prayer of salvation with me, I invite you to go to our website and click on the, the link that says, I want to accept Christ, but how? Then, if you accepted Christ, you can then go to the website. We have a link that says, I just accepted Christ, now what? And when you do that, we will have instructions for you as to what's next in your discipleship and what's next in order for you to grow in your relationship with God. Now, if you want to become a member of our church online, allow us to help you facilitate your discipleship in this, on this virtual platform. I ask that you click on our website, I Want to Join Church. And there's information there that will walk you through how to become a member of our church. Now, if you'd like to support our ministry, we have several different ways that you can do that. You can give. Uh, through Cash App, you can give through Zelle, you can give through PushPay. If you go to our website, you'll see the several different ways. We know God has, has blessed you in a mighty, mighty way, and so we give you multiple opportunities on multiple platforms, if you will, to give back. Thank you for all of the volunteers who participate every week in our food pantry, uh, from the setup to the distribution. Uh, we have been blessed to serve hundreds of families and thousands of people every month with what they, with what they need for physical life. And it, it really could not happen without your financial support. So we thank you, our volunteers. We thank you for those of you who are blessing us financially. And you need to know that God is blessing people through what you do. And so we thank God for you. And if you've been blessed by this message and this series registered with you today, and you want to be a, become a part of our life group, uh, we have a website uh, link that you can go in. When you go, you can see life group. You're interested in a life group, you click that link on and provide us some information, and we'll be in touch with you. And life group for us means living in fellowship every day. So it is an opportunity for you to touch and be a part of this church family in a smaller way with people of like spirit and like and like minds. So we have several different groups for singles. We have groups for married couples. We have groups that are mixed, but uh, we have different groups. I think that you would be able to find one that fits you. So you're welcome to go and click on that link. God bless you. We pray that you have a wonderful Sunday, a wonderful week, 
And as we close out right now, remember God is doing something wonderful in you. Have a blessed week. Amen. God is doing something wonderful in me. Something awesome and incredible that only he will give the glory. God is doing something wonderful, incredible and awesome. God is doing something wonderful in me. Let's sing together, y'all. God is, God is doing something wonderful in me. God is doing something wonderful in me. Something awesome and incredible that only He will gather glory. God is doing something wonderful, incredible and awesome. God is doing something wonderful. God is doing something wonderful in you. Come on. God is doing something wonderful.